Mystic Fix, a program for the whole being with Julia Gordon Bramer on News Talk STL. Welcome to Mystic Fix. I'm Julia Gordon Bramer. This week's episode corresponds with the Wheel of Fortune Tarot card. Typically, this is a card of good and bad luck and chance, but I took a different direction as it sort of reminds me of a spaceship, (laughs) which brings me to our first guest, Lily Nova. Lily is a UFO photographer, an ET contactee, a CE5 practitioner, a channeler, psychic, and DNA activator. So, Lily, you're going to have to define some of these for me. Um, I I looked up the CE thing, and and that's close encounter, correct? Yeah. But there are levels of this now. So can you tell us what these levels are? Yeah. So CE5 is essentially human-initiated contact with extraterrestrials and UFOs. So you have, like, CE1, which is seeing a UFO in the sky, and then there's like physical evidence that you can get or going aboard a ship. So CE5 takes it a next level where you are initiating the contact with them. So you're essentially inviting them in and then UFOs appear. It's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, so I read that you started to get all into this in 2020 in in, in the COVID year. <laughs> and um and, and so so you haven't been doing it for too long, but can you tell us your story? Yeah, so basically, you know, we're in the middle of lockdown, that started, and you know, a lot of places were closed. So what I did is I started going out under the stars. I started uh shooting space photography. I started uh, shooting the Milky Way with my camera. I have a Nikon DSLR camera. And while I'm out there, I started spending like every single night out there. And while I'm out there, suddenly these UFOs started to appear. And, and how, how did you know they were UFOs? I mean, you're, it, you're already a photographer, right? Yeah. So you know what's normal, I suppose. Like, yeah, yeah. I was spending every night out there, so I got a sense for, you know, what is normal. What what do satellites look like? What do shooting stars look like? What it, what it usually looks like uh, on the camera? And they made it very obvious that they were UFOs. The, the first encounter that I had was on my front porch, it was about like two o'clock in the morning, and this is in the middle of the suburbs in St. Peter's, uh-huh. Missouri, like in the middle of the suburbs. <laughs> and I went outside to get some fresh air, and I stepped out and I looked up at the sky like I normally do. First, I see a hovering craft above the neighborhood, a hovering light, like clear, like a fuzzy thing, or or it was pretty. It was it, it was a really big light. I couldn't see like a physical ship or anything. Okay, it was a really big light, and it was hovering around. Uh huh. And I'm like, okay, so that's not a plane because planes, you know, they go linear. They also have blinking lights. Sure. Um, it's not a satellite because it was going in a hovering circular motion. Mm-hmm. And so I bust out my phone to start recording that. And while I'm doing that, a weird orange light appeared at the end of my street. Uh-huh. So it drew my attention. And then whenever I look back, a second craft had appeared, but it was much closer. I was literally bending my neck, looking up at it. I saw the whole physical craft. It was a diamond shape. It had two uh, lines of lights, red and a greenish blue. And then it went up, down, side to side very quickly. Uh-huh. Like what we 
have the technology that we have and then it started coming straight for me and <laughs> so I, I was gonna like try to record it then I started getting freaked out because sure. it was coming right for me sure I took a step back to kind of hide under the porch and it vanished above my head. So you think it wanted you to see it? Oh, it was very intentional. Uh-huh. It was very like they knew. And so I'll, I'll say, I'll ask you the question that I ask many, many people on the show. And so, you know, not not to be taken, you know, in any wrong way. But you were not on alcohol or drugs or, or under the influence of anything. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Wow. And so, so after the eyewitness, which is C1, right? Mm-hmm. So or CE1, mm-hmm. uh, wh- what, what happened after that? How did you increase these levels of, <laughs> of experience? Yeah, so after that, that blew my mind. I didn't sleep very well that night because that's a whole paradigm shift. I've never seen a UFO before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also freaked me out because they were coming straight for me. Like they knew that I was <laughs> recording them. They knew that I was watching them. It was very intentional. Um, and about a month later, I went out by myself to an astronomy park. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Bromelisk uh, Park, and it's near Bush Wildlife. And it was about 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm there by myself. And then suddenly I see more ships. I see an orange light on the horizon. It's moving kind of like in a bumblebee fashion, going back and forth. I'm sitting in my car. Mm-hmm. And then everything starts to kind of feel weird. I, I turn around. I look to the other horizon. There's another ship over there. I turn behind me, I look behind me, and there's two ships behind me. And then I look in front of me, and there are new lights in front of me that were not there just a second ago. So literally, I was surrounded by these UFOs, and I stayed up there until until about sunrise, because at this point, I didn't know anything. Were you scared? Yeah. I was, uh-huh. I was scared, but I was also, I was scared to leave because my car wasn't on. And I was like, I don't know if they know that I'm here. So I'm just going to kind of like hide out here. Oh, so you were in the car? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was in the car. And what I started doing, I was also very curious. So I just started recording them with my camera and my phone. And I sat up there for about four hours trying to wait them out. They didn't end up leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, once the sun started coming up, I felt comfortable enough to leave, so I left. And I have some pretty decent, interesting footage from that night also I can share. Um, and, and I should say that your footage and story has been published in some mainstream media news, in, including the LAD Bible and the Mirror. And you've been featured on Coast to Coast with George Norrie and the Travel Channel on Unexplained Caught on Camera, which I've, I've watched that show a number of times. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So that's kind of how it how it started. Um, after that encounter, I saw them probably about fourteen times in the matter of two weeks. I saw them like four nights in a row. So so much so fast. Is is this typical? Do you know? Do you share with other people who've had this experience? This is a little bit more on the rare side. Uh huh. Um, I have talked to some people who have had experiences like this, but none of them have been like astrophotographers that could actually like document the okay pretty well so this is you know usually you'll get because once i started sharing my story then a lot of people started sending me their footage and and, and sending me their story um, a lot of time people have like one or two encounters 
and then that's enough to shift their whole paradigm. But as this unfolded for me, and they kept it, it was like they were popping up in front of my camera on purpose. Uh huh. And then a relationship, like in, yeah. individuals or just the spacecraft. Um, the spacecraft. Okay. I have caught one kind of like being on camera. They was they looked like a light being, so I can. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can share that also. Um, but yeah, these these different ships. Uh They just started popping up left and right. So I began documenting them and investigating them, figuring out, okay, what are these things? What are they, what are they doing? What do they want? What are they, obviously they're trying to tell me something. Mm -hmm. And, and then a relationship began. Then I started going out looking for them. And then I discovered what CE5 was, which is essentially what I was already doing, like setting the intention to communicate, make contact with them. Okay. And... You know, I went out, I set the intention, I invited them, and then the, the first night that this, this happened, and I have a photo of this too, a golden orb appeared, and there was somebody else there to witness this. They mm-hmm. experienced the whole thing, which was pretty cool. A yeah, n- nice to have the validations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't, because a lot of the time they do it whenever you're alone, because uh-huh. it's, it's meant just for you. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very specific and intentional about who they show themselves to. Um, yeah, this golden orb appeared, and then since then, like, I just, I So you have been channeling messages mm-hmm. from them, correct? And what kind of, you know, are, are these positive messages? What kind of energy? Tell me about that. Yeah, it's very positive. So basically, whenever they began communicating with me, they started teaching me about spirituality. They started, I wasn't very spiritual before this. I knew that the chakras existed. I liked crystals, but I wasn't really like into it mm-hmm. um, that much. And so they taught me, they began teaching me kind of basic principles, like we are all one, we are all connected. I was also studying the science of consciousness and how you can create your reality. So they actually began teaching me kind of like law of attraction mm-hmm. um, and about frequency and vibration. And, and then they also, started teaching me about our DNA. So they, they began teaching me who we really are in that in our history. Hmm. Yeah, which was very exciting and very mind So is, is this like the, you know, that aliens seeded the Earth, like some of those theories or ancient astronaut? I mean, <laughs> you know, you hear it all on, on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, they're on to something with that, definitely. Um, a lot of us here are... Those beings, most of them are our cosmic families. Okay. So we actually, most of us come from the stars, and we we have been seated here. We have a mixture of different ET genetics. Mm -hmm. So that's why some of these beings look like us, too. Mm -hmm. I've always, you know, you're young, and and maybe you don't even know about this yet, but when a woman is pregnant, one of the first things we learn is about the RH factor. Do you know about the RH factor? That there's a, a certain rare number of people who have this blood anomaly that can't be explained, and uh, and it can actually and and we find out during pregnancy because it can jeopardize whether the baby survives or not, and so um, so yeah, and I always heard that you know some people think that that's alien blood. <laughs> yeah, I have heard that. I don't know too much about that, but I definitely think there's a correlation that and O negative 
blood, the oh. donor uh-huh. yeah, comes up. I get a lot of people that come to me. Interesting. You know, with that blood type. I've got sort of my own theory. You know, I hear stories of, I hear a lot of people who have experiences with angels. And I sort of wonder if angels and aliens aren't the same thing. <laughs> I think they definitely can be. Some of these beings, they do look very angelic. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them can be very illuminated. You know, if you look back and kind of like through Bible art and, and things like that, a lot of them had blonde hair. So that reminds me of these beings who, who I come to find. They're from the Pleiades star cluster. Uh-huh. They're pretty popular. If if there's there's a lot of people who have had experiences and sightings with these Nordic-looking beings, and sometimes they can appear to be illuminated and glow. Uh, but so after I started having these UFO and ET experiences, I also began having experiences with angels. I didn't know oh. angels existed before this. So there is there is a difference, but I do think that in our history, a lot of times some of these extraterrestrial beings have been uh, thought of as angels. Uh-huh. Interesting. So have you, you know, you hear about the abductions, you hear about the surgeries. <laughs> have you experienced some of this? So they've been very respectful um, with me. I know that there are some horror stories out there. Um, it, what I've come to find is a lot of these beings, so so through time, especially now through this like great awakening, things are shifting very quickly. The beings being born now, like the children being born now, they have more uh, more activated DNA and more activated genetics. So they will be more intuitive, they will be more creative, they will be more open-minded, the, the kids. And a lot of us who are drawn to spirituality, we have more activated DNA. We have more activated like psychic abilities and, and intuition. So what I found is a lot of these beings they are watching over us and they may take us up on the ship sometimes and kind of just like scan our bodies, check our bodies, just mm-hmm. kind of see how we're doing. In, in an unconscious state or a conscious state? Or both? <laughs> yeah, both. Typically unconscious. Um, but if, if you remember it, they want you to remember it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Um, and so you've been photographing them all along, like this whole time? Yeah, that was my big main start into it. And then it started getting more into kind of the spiritual, uh, telepathic. They were very physical with me at first, showing me like kind of the nuts and bolts of it. Um, and then as I progressed and developed my psychic abilities, if you will, then they contact me a lot through that. But at first it was very much about the, the ships, the, the physical evidence. And that's what, yeah, that's what got me into it. And I think that's a nice bridge because there's a lot of people who they either like want to believe or they don't believe and they need that physical evidence. Right. Right. How how do you respond to skeptics? Um, you know, at first it was difficult whenever I started because I asked them, I was like, you guys keep popping up in front of my camera. <laughs> Do you want me to share this? Are you trying to tell me something like this? And then also like it's such and a you, big... And you feel they do want you to know this Definitely. Or, or they want you to share this rather to the world. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I began sharing it and there are, you know, there's people who have called me crazy, um, you know, ask if I'm on drugs and this is completely sober doing mm-hmm. all of this. Um, but... I've really found a nice, through YouTube, I've really found a nice community who is open to it. And there's a lot of people who are now starting to have these experiences or seeing these things. 
So it's becoming a lot more open. So now I don't really deal with much skepticism uh-huh. in the beginning. Definitely. It was tough, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I get enough as a tarot card reader, so right. I can imagine. Well, um, Lily, so you said people may be able to see some of this on what your YouTube channel then? Yeah. And how can they find you there? Yeah. So my YouTube channel is Lily Nova Starseed, L-I-L-Y. And so I do, I also do Sunday meditations that help people connect to these different types of beings every Sunday. And I have some videos on, on how to make contact and how to uh, photograph them even. So you think anybody can do this? I do. I like, I like to teach people how to do it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, next up, another less friendly view of aliens with author Len Caston, who wrote Alien World Order, Dark Fleet, and the Secret History of Extraterrestrials. Next on News Talk STL 1019 and 9. You're listening to Mystic Fix on News Talk STL. Welcome back to Mystic Fix on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. We just heard from Lily Nova's positive experience photographing and channeling aliens. Now let's get an alternate view. Hi, Tom. Let's talk about alien. <laughs> My favorite subject. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have this situation where I had a guest and he was an expert. He's written a number of books on, oh my gosh, uh, aliens uh, controlling the Nazis, uh, Eisenhower's secret program with aliens. <laughs> it, it, it got pretty, pretty intense, but he was uh, a little bit difficult to get a hold of and Uh, We had made three different appointments and they didn't happen. And so rather than just forfeit this part of the program, I thought I would go to one of the smartest people I know, which is my husband, Tom Bramer. Oh, okay. (laughs) So my first guest was talking about her positive experiences with aliens. And the second guest who didn't happen was going to talk about how aliens are are infiltrating our, our world and, and going to take us over and that there are um, kind of, you know, hybrids of humans and aliens and, and they're basically going to control the human species ultimately. So uh, I thought, what would Tom Bramer's thoughts be on this? Uh, aliens in general? Or <laughs> sure, let's <laughs> those start specific there. Things, let's, aliens, yeah. let's start there. Okay. Aliens in general. So I've put a little bit of thought into this, like probably a lot of people have. Um, but I think about aliens and time. So time is really key here because as humans to us, a year or two years might seem like a long time or a thousand years or whatever. But in astronomical terms, that's the blink of an eye, literally just a tiny little, you couldn't even hardly measure it now. So I'm not saying that, alien life or intelligent life doesn't exist. I think it has existed and it probably will exist in the future, but do they exist at the same time or at a time that they can actually detect each other's existence? I think the chances of that are pretty slim. Mm. Wow. Well, I put it this way. Okay. So if you could condense, um, say a billion years, which is about 
a 14th of the, the measurable time of the universe right now, the age of the universe, 14 years or a billion years, let's say uh -huh. you could condense that down to five minutes and have a time lapse of a billion years in five minutes. And let's say you could look at the entire, let's say just our galaxy. You could look at our galaxy and see how it changes in a billion years, but all in five minutes. You'd see it spinning around a supermassive black hole and you'd see stars and all that. And let's say that as life appeared, intelligent life that could detect other life in the galaxy appeared, let's say that just flashed as a light. So what you'd see, I think, is you'd see in five minutes, you'd see a blip of light here and a blip of light here and a blip of light there. And each of those blips might be, might represent a hundred thousand years or something like that. So it could be like a civilization, a whole civilization. Yeah. And the intelligent part of that civilization. You know? Okay. So intelligent enough to detect that other civilizations exist, but here's the thing. They don't exist at the same time or even at a time where they could detect each other after they're gone. So like if you're 20 light years away from this civilization, you would have to exist 20 years ahead of this one because they wouldn't even be able to detect you for the time it takes light to travel there for them to see you. So 20 light years away, mm. you know, let's say uh, a star went out of existence and that star was 20 light years away we would be able to see it for 20 years before we would actually see it go away. Right. Because it takes 20 years for the light to get to us. Right. They're mostly dead. What we're viewing. Yeah. A lot of them you see up there could be dead or could have, uh, you know, supernova or whatever, but we don't know it yet because it's takes so long for the light to get to us. So what do you think about UFOs then? That's been a very popular subject in the news. Yeah. Well, I can't explain all of it. Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen a lot of video that I can't explain, but I've seen a ton of video that I can explain uh -huh. or that I can guess. And it should be noted that you have a background in aerospace and yeah. know a little bit about some of this stuff. Yeah. And I think maybe that helps, but I think for the most part, common sense should mm -hmm. tell people, you know, what that, what they're seeing that, um, you know, it might be an angle that makes it seem mysterious or, or, you know, it could be something that they're just not aware of that is happening, like advanced development, mm -hmm. advanced technological development that we're just not, we, we can't comprehend it because we, we may just not understand what we're seeing, but it may have a perfectly good explanation. And I just think that most of the things that I've seen some of which I can explain readily. I can look at these videos that people are claiming are UFOs from another, you know, galaxy or <laughs> extraterrestrial that I'm, I'm like, no, 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 that's, you know, that's a reflection or, right. or whatever. I, I think the most interesting stories are like the astronauts who have yeah. seen things. I agree. You know, I'm one of these people who I'm just like a, an interested skeptic. Like when I hear something or see something, I, my immediate thought is how can I explain that? It's not, I don't believe you. Uh -huh. It's how can I, I want to be able to explain it. And most of the time I can, but sometimes I can't, but that doesn't mean that it's not extraterrestrial in nature necessarily. It might just be something that's 
of this world, but I just don't know how to explain it. Uh It may have a perfectly good explanation. We're just not smart enough to understand it yet. That could be something like that. So you think it could be like a natural phenomenon? It depends on what it is. Uh You know, some of them certainly would be. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say about, you know, the stories of cattle mutilations or alien abductions? You know, there are many people I know people Mm -hmm. who claim to have been abducted. Yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't I don't think those people are lying. Mm-hmm. Most of them, there may be some people out there that are trying to get attention, but I think for the most part, these people really believe it. But I also think that um, human psychology is incredibly complex and complicated and I don't understand it, but a lot of the experts in psychology don't understand the human brain. It's, it's uh, you know, most of the brain is completely un, not understood at this point. Those things could be, you know, I, I, I don't know what they are, mm-hmm. but I could come up if I had, if I could think about it long enough, I could come up with an explanation that's more believable than I was abducted by aliens. It may seem that way to them. Uh-huh. I'm sure it does. They're not lying. But as I said, it would be highly unlikely that aliens that are powerful enough to abduct you like that and do whatever they do would even exist would come here could come here mm-hmm. you know because we're talking about thousands and thousands of light years of travel the technology that they would have had to attain to be able right. to actually come here to do that or to take you to where they are and, and we're probably like bacteria right as far as like it would be so laughably uh you know rudimentary to them that they would probably just kill us or Uh they they wouldn't even may not even know they killed us, but you know, or why would they want to examine us? We're like bugs to them, you know, or less than bugs of germs or whatever. Yeah. To somebody to a race that advanced, you know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of scientists have said this very same thing. Well, so my earlier guest, my first guest on this show, Lily Nova, Mm -hmm. she's had positive experiences with aliens. And my feelings as a spiritual person, like I I see that less about aliens and more about having a spiritual experience. So I I can say, yes, she was channeling or uh, and I talked to her about, you know, perhaps angels and aliens are the same thing. Um, Yeah, I I have not seen an angel or an alien. Um, Yeah. And now I stop myself and think, okay, well, I did have a vision of, of something which can be in that term of angels, but I, I, I've never seen a figure with wings or, or anything like that. You never were able to perceive it with your senses. Correct. And that's what it, that's what it boils down to is that, you know, if you, if you're a skeptic, like I am, you want to have some perception of these phenomena with, you know, with your, with your five senses, do you only believe in five senses? Well, what I believe in, I mean, you could, you could hypothesize that are, there are more senses, but you're going to have to prove that, you know? Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I'm saying that we provably have five senses. I'm not saying there aren't others, but I've not seen good evidence of it yet, Mm -hmm. or at least not proof. Um, 
So as a scientist, you want to perceive these things because you trust your senses. It's too easy to be fooled by psychology. I mean, so Lily Nova saw and photographed. And again, I've seen thousands of photographs Uh that I can either most of which I can explain with a maybe not the right explanation, but it's a Uh much more, you know, believable explanation than aliens. (laughs) And then the ones I can't explain doesn't mean that, you know, I, I have a guess that's even right or whatever, or that they're right. We don't know. I'm just saying that there are probably perfectly good explanations for these things, but we just don't understand what they are yet. Mm, right. It's part You're not going to give up that easy, are you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you could be poking all kinds of holes in everything I said. Come on. Well, I was all set to interview this other guy. <laughs> oh, oh. I can see. And I have, I have a big list of qu- I was yeah. going to ask about his research process. Yeah. I was going to ask about the secret exchange program between humans and extraterrestrials. Which I am, yeah. He's apparently got a lot of evidence of this. Okay. Um, I was going to ask how he handled skeptics. Uh, mm-hmm. As you can see, I have this, this long list. Um, the threat of aliens interbreeding abduction, Nazi connections, human slaves. There was a lot of stuff here, that, a lot yeah. of ground I was going to cover. I can see why I threw you <laughs> off. But this this damn reason. I don't know what to do with well, that. <laughs> well, like I said, it's not that I just don't believe it or I think all these people are kooks or that they're lying. I don't think that. What I think is that they're they're probably being fooled by psychology. Mm-hmm. If you were to, you know... If you're a scientist, you rely on the scientific method and the scientific method involves a key part of the scientific method is heavy skepticism Mm -hmm. to where you're questioning everything that you're observing because your psychology can fool you. Your biases can fool you. So you rely only on, you know, unbiased data. Mm -hmm. You may think one thing and that's what, you know, um, confirmation bias is. You want to take confirmation bias out of the process because right. that corrupts it. You take that out of it, then you can use the process to prove things. That's like the problem of everything right now. Confirmation <laughs> bias. Well, everybody has very strong these days biases towards different things. And so they they want so badly for the world to fit their percept or their their thoughts, not their perceptions, but their thoughts. Mm-hmm. They want so badly that they're looking for any little thing they can to prove their preconceptions. Mm. Even when they don't exist, they they make it exist in their psychology. Mm-hmm. But if they were to just trust their senses and trust reason, they would ultimately probably arrive at a different conclusion. Wow. (laughs) Well, thank you, Tom Bramer. It's been a pleasure. Been great to be here. If you'd like to be one of our free tarot card readings in the third segment, you can register for our giveaway on mysticfix.com. Coming up, everyone's favorite, tarot card readings by yours truly. You're listening to Mystic Fix on News Talk STL 1019 and 94.1. This is Mystic Fix with Julia Gordon Bramer on News Talk STL. The 
And we're back with Mystic Fix. It's time for the tarot card readings for our lucky callers. Our spiritual journey tonight will begin. Can't outrun your fate. Let me tell you about you. I know who you are, what you are, and why you've come. Take a good look at these cards, young man. They contain all the secrets of the universe. What does it say? Hello. Hi, Kiera. Hi. This is Julia at Mystic Fix. Do you have a question for Hi, me? Julia. <laughs> I do. How are you? Good afternoon. I've Thank been wrangling you. in my brain. What can I say? What can I ask? I'm so excited. <laughs> um, let me think. Let me gather. Um, I really want to know what's in store for me with my love life. I'm excited about some things. And I okay. was wondering if you had some insight. For okay, me. sure, sure. So are we tuning in on one person in particular or just love in general? Love in general. Okay. Okay. So, very interesting. Um, <laughs> your top card is justice, which tells me that this year someone is pushing you to get married. But uh, we've got we've got an interesting turn of events before and after that. I'm kind of jumping the gun there. So. Your first card is the Ace of Cups in reverse, and this is about holding back feeling. You don't look like you're in a hurry to be in love with a capital L. I just see you kind of like, you know, pushing back just a little bit. You've also got the Strength card in reverse, which is strong feelings that you're either um, ignoring or trying to suppress, I think. So, you know, there's a whole lot of not rushing this. Um, you've got the Wheel of Fortune in reverse next, which is just telling me, and when I say it's in reverse, it's upside down as it faces me. And, uh, and the Wheel of Fortune tends to be, in a love reading, it tends to be a card of bad timing. Less about bad luck and more about, like, you know, just not the right time. But it's directly opposite this Knight of Wands in reverse, who is kind of our playboy. So what I want to warn you about is... Within the next six months, you seem to be looking at a guy who I'm not sure you can totally trust, okay? He's a player. Uh, wands are, are very sexy in the tarot. <laughs> and uh, mm. But the interesting thing is he's talking to you about marriage. Um, I don't fully believe him or trust him, but I see him like really amping it up. And because this is your top card, you could get sucked into that drama a little bit. Now, as, uh, as time goes on over the year, you've got the five of wands in reverse. Tends to be a card of some struggle, um, oftentimes with your own feelings. And then the, by this time next year, you've got the two of cups in reverse, which is a parting of ways. So whoever this is, he's making a significant impact on you this year, but I don't think he's your guy. Okay? <laughs> Sorry. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that you know, this is just where your energy is going now if you sort of follow this thread. So I always say you're never doomed. It doesn't have to be this way, but this is, you know, as you're doing things, 
this guy is showing up between one and six months. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd just be careful. Check him out because he looks like a player to me. Okay. Another toad. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kiara. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello. Hi, is this Brittany? Yeah, this is Brittany. Hi, this is Julia at Mystic Fix. How are you doing? Hey, Julia, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, I heard you have a question for me today. Yeah, um, well, you know what? That's funny. Um, I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, <laughs> You're psychic, too. Huh? I don't have a question. <laughs> I am interested, though. Okay. Um, I, I, It's not like I have, like, a real question all my life. Uh-huh. Like, Is there a subject I'm you'd happy- like me to look at? Yeah, we can talk about relationships. Okay, okay. Is there somebody in particular you want me to tune into or just relationships in general? I have been in a long-term relationship with my daughter's father. Okay. So I would definitely like you to tune in there. Okay, and what is his first name? Juan. Juan. All right, let's take a look at you and Juan. Dewan. Dewan. Okay. Maybe I have to give you Thank a little you. name. D E J U A N. All right. Brittany and Dewan. Okay. So, you know, if you're looking to be married, I'm not seeing it in my view. Now, that doesn't okay. that doesn't mean it's not happening, but tarot tends to look out one to three years. I do see you still together. You know, I'm just sort of jumping all around here. We we're ending with the hanged man card here, which which tells me you're you're bonded to each other and you're hanging together. Uh, but it is a sort of a limbo. So if you're looking at uh, a future. You know, it seems like Dewan is doing things very day-to-day. We start with the Ace of Cups in reverse. This is a card, uh, it's interesting, I just saw this for the previous caller. It can be about holding back feelings, uh, not really expressing a whole lot. Um, Cups are also a symbol of love, and, and when it's... Uh, Ace of Cups straight up can be a proposal. So in reverse, it's saying you're not getting a proposal and I'm not seeing like a ton of expression of love here. Okay. Uh, The Ten of Wands is just about the work, the work of the relationship, the work of your lives. Uh, People look busy. People look like they're carrying a load of responsibility. It's a good card, uh, but it seems to be uh, a little in the way of romance. Then we have the Fool. Uh, Sometimes the Fool card is a card for children, but it's always a card for being free, for kind of traveling without a safety net. Um, The fool has this little kind of, you know, sort of backpack. And the idea is he travels light. He's not uh, not a lot of baggage. Um, I feel like Dewan likes the lifestyle the way it is. And so he's just kind of having a good time with you and uh, and liking the life that you two have together. But he doesn't seem to be, you know, really solidifying this. So the energy of the reading is the Eight of Pentacles, which is a card of work, kind of steady work. Whether this is you or both of you, I mean, every relationship, especially, you know, when you've spent some time, takes some work. Um the Empress card is mother energy, and uh, and so this is probably you and, and just uh, the energy of you and your child. We have 
the Ten of Swords, which tells me that you're giving up on something with regard to this relationship. And when I add cards to kind of check that out. Okay, that to me looks like another child that you're saying, you know, if you had thought about having another child, um, it just doesn't seem like it feels you know, like, honestly, like Dewan has the long-term kind of relationship potential that you would want to do that. But, uh, and then, then, as I said, you're finishing out with the hanged man. So I would say things are very uh, status quo, kind of not really changing that much. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you have the power to do it differently, but this is the way you're handling things right now. All right. What does that mean? I have the power to do it differently. It means if you changed up how you're behaving, like you could just say, you know, okay, Dewan, I want to get married. End of story. <laughs> you know, and he, you, and you could say, you know, you're giving him an ultimatum, like, you know, my way or the highway. Uh, that could potentially change the energy. And it would either mean you get married or he would leave, you know. But um, but right now you're, you're two, you two are just sort of, Hanging out together is is how it's showing. Okay? Mm, Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Brittany. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello. Hi, this is Julia from Mystic Fix. Is this Eliza? Yes, is she? Hi, do you have a question for me for the tarot cards? Um, my love life. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Is there a person we're looking at or just love in general? Just love in general. All right. Okay, so Eliza, um, I see you in a place that, you know, you look like a strong woman. Your top card is the Queen of Swords, who knows her own mind. She's her own boss. Uh, People don't tell her what to do. Uh, you seem you seem to like your lifestyle with the nine of pentacles. Uh, I see you working hard and sowing seeds for the future with the seven of pentacles. But the love is problematic. And you've got both a king of wands in reverse and a knight of wands in reverse, which is telling me uh, there's two men in your life in this year ahead. When I say this year, I'm talking about from now to this time next year. K- kings, okay. the kings tend to be a little bit older, you know, kind of the grownups. Uh, the knights tend to be sort of riding through both of them in reverse which means upside down as they face me are kind of playboys so I am seeing you attracted to the kind of guy that doesn't stick around doesn't necessarily tell you the truth Um, so that's a warning Uh, For as smart and strong as you are, as a queen of swords, I would say that these men are kind of your weak spot. (laughs) So, you know, the the wands are very, they're they're the fiery symbol. They're very charming. They're very seductive. Uh, but, uh, But it looks problematic as far as love goes. And then you're finishing out the year with strength in reverse, which is just telling me that you're probably attracting these kind of guys on purpose because there is a part of you that isn't sure you want to be in love. Maybe you don't want to give up your strength. Maybe you're afraid of losing all that decision-making power as the queen of wands. So I would like you to really um, kind of look at yourself and ask yourself, why do I keep choosing these guys? Um, I think that there's a kind of protection there that you're doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Great talking to you. Have a great day. 
Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you'd like to meet me in person, I'll be doing the St. Louis Mystic Fair at the Machinists District Hall in Bridgeton, Missouri on April 29th and 30th. Besides me reading tarot, they'll have Reiki, astrology, animal communication, chakra work, energy healings, and so much more. Check my social media for more information. This July, I'll also be reading cards at the Illuminate Festival in Ocean City, Maryland on July 29th. If you've never been to an Illuminate Festival, they are all over the United States, and you can learn more at IlluminateFestivals.com. Before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, Flight. Want an amazing spiritual weekend getaway? There's a new Flight weekend workshop April 27th through 30th at the Chosen Retreat Center in Sebastian, Florida. Deepening intimacy through somatic movement, Flight distills and blends the dynamism of contact improv, the serene flow of watsu, the deep tissue release of Thai massage, and the exhilaration of acro yoga. Flight comprises a new modality for reanimating the body. Visit at Flight. that's K-A-M-A-F-L-I-G-H-T on Instagram for videos, links, and more information. So glad you could join us for another episode of Mystic Fix. If this is your kind of programming, please like and subscribe to the podcast or videocast. Subscriptions get us found in searches, and it really helps. You're listening to Mystic Fix on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. Until next time.